Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shay's Geek Nation. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of BJ Shay's Geek Nation. Woo! I am not Reverend in Fuego. I'm Vicky Barcelona. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, across from me is uh, the show's namesake. Well, guten tag and morning, evening, afternoon. And running the board, being a total bamf, is Joey D's. Oh, hey, hey, Ooh. hey. Did you say bamf, like bamf. Nightcrawler style? Bamf. Uh, I mean something else. Bad. Oh. Bad ass mother. Oh. Woo. God, I'm so lame. All I could think of is Nightcrawler. That's what I used to think. Bamf. <laughs> okay. Well, he is a bamf. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be reviewing a couple of shows like Lost in Space, Glitch. Finally? I know. What? Altered Carbon, Mr. Robot, and uh, some other stuff. And uh, All right. Hey, Vicky, how can we get a hold of uh, yeah. us? Well, Vicky, get a hold of us if you, <laughs> through Vicky, BJ. Vicky, you are really good at talking to yourself. I've been doing it for years. Uh, you, but you can get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have all our blogs, podcasts. And more. More. Or just search BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com app, as well as iTunes. Give us those five-star ratings, more. and we will love you forever. Whatever. But like I was saying, yes. I did a thing. What did you do? Because we were we recently were quarantined in our own homes because we got the regular flu. I watched Lost in Space season two. Oh, and uh, for the exception of the last two episodes. Oh, you! Oh, so you haven't seen I haven't the last. I've been able to finish it. O M G! Because that is a show between me and my father, and nice. we binged eight hours worth in one sitting. Damn! I like little Easter eggs. I'm going to tell you about the last episode, just the title of it, because it's not going to mean a darn thing to mm-hmm. you. But it's a great Easter egg. Uh, and of course, Lost in Space announced they are going to do a third and final season. That is right. They did say that. So, I mean, but he, but he looks so big. Will looks. Yeah, like a teenager now. He doesn't yeah. look like a cute little kid. It yeah, hasn't he's going to be long. 40 by season three, so they figured they had better wrap it up. I think that's a better... Like, whenever you're doing a show with children, especially if they're the main character, that just needs to be the thing. I'm sad that it's going to be the last season because I keep waiting for, like, like okay, this is going to be this is going to be the thing. But it, this is how it goes. It's it's like Picard. It's not episodic. It mm-hmm. really is. It's it's. I mean, it is episodic, but it really it's not like Monster of the Week or uh-huh. it's not. An, uh, I guess an anthology is better. Was, was what mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, whereas it's there a continuous ep- storyline. Yeah, and um, yeah, green, and 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 that's cool. But I'm sad that it's only to get three seasons. That's all it ever got in its first incarnation. So I guess I can't be that sad. It's fitting. I think it probably felt longer because back in the day, we didn't just get it dropped on Netflix. You had to wait every week to watch a new episode. And they had back in those days, you could get like between 25, 23 and 27 episodes in a season. So that's not the case for these as well. No, and it makes sense. I think if there was any longer, it would be too tedious. But the the CGI they do on the show is ridiculous. Especially yeah. with the robot. Yeah, they 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 do. They, they modern it up pretty well. I'm I, I'm happy with what they've done with the show. I, I'm happy, and we'll see what resolution they get uh, with with season three. Season two was exciting, as we uh, you know, if and if you watch season one, you, if you accidentally spoil it for me, I'm not going to be upset. So feel free to discuss well, as much as you want because this has been out since December 24th. Yeah, and and I won't spoil it for you, but I mean, it it, it was a, it was a good season as we finally get to go see them really get lost in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and there are some surprises because. Because, you know, the original show, they got lost in space and for the most part never got found. Yeah, that's what I was a little worried about because I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch a monster of the week lost in space, you know, just kind of doing everything with the same group over and over again. I'm glad they finally found 
others. <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah, and and that that's kind of cool. And at the same time, they gave enough Easter eggs for an old guy like me to appreciate the different things and go, ah, oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. There's a lot of that, you, you know, you get in shows like that, which may go over your head, Vicky. But for instance, like the last episode's name is 97. And I immediately go, oh, that's so nice. Well, what what's 97? Because that was the date that the Jupiter 2 in 1960, in the 1960s, they believed in 1997 we would have the ability to have spaceships that could travel <laughs> out into outer space. And so, and, and I believe it was, was it October 7th, 1997? Why do I have that in my head? But I do, because that was my <laughs> show as a kid. That was my show. So when I saw the title 97, I thought, whatever they're using 97 for in this episode, I love that they chose 97. And if it's not an Easter egg, then it's a very happy accident because that's a big date in Lost in Space lore as that was the date that Jupiter 2 lifted off. It was the year 1997. And are you still really liking the characters? Because I know Dr. Smith originally was... Love Dr. Smith. ...a male in the uh, in the original series. Parker Posey's knocking it out of the park. She portrays a good balance of, from what I've seen so far, of crazy, uh, but also... Like she has a lot of pain in her. It's not just like I'm a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. Like you, you see why she's become the way she is and what she really wants. And I have to tell you this: as as cardboard as the acting was back in the 1960s, Jonathan Harris did a great job doing that because he was a cartoon character. I mean, he first started off as a serious character, then they really cartooned him up uh, to be the villain, almost twi- you know, really just twiddling his mustache. Yeah, she- but there was an episode. Um, uh, called the uh, gosh, um, I don't know. It, it, the, maybe it was the Midas Touch or uh, all th- all things that glitter. I think that was the name of it. <laughs> um, it was a wonderful episode where basically he got this ability to turn everything into platinum. Huh. All he had to do was touch it. And of course, Doctor Smith was a greedy guy. And th- I remember this episode because Doctor Smith was a, he was a douche to everybody. But in the old show, Penny Robinson was, if you will, the purest of the pure. Like. You, even bad people just were like, ah, but Penny's a sweetheart. We can't be mean to her. And so Dr. Dr. Smith accidentally turns her into platinum. And he's and that's when he and it kind of brings a tear to my eye because I always I, she was one of my favorite characters, Penny. Mm-hmm. I mean, Angela Cartwright did such a great job as an actor back then. She was terrific. Um, and he John, Jonathan Harris is Dr. Smith. You could see by his acting, even in those days, you could see he's like, I F this up. Oh, my God. I'm a greedy son of a bee. I can't believe what I've just done because he took the purest of the pure on that show and destroyed her. Luckily, he was able to reverse it. But you saw that he definitely had empathy. So I love that they showed us with this Dr. Smith Mm -hmm. because I was hoping they would because it's not a cartoon. It's not just two dimensional. Dr. Smith in the old show did have he had empathy and he did know that he was a douche at times. He really, really did figure that out. Uh, I actually really, really love all the the kid actors in this. And granted, they're probably not all kids, but Mina does a really, really good job. And kind of, she has a purity about her, but she also has a take no S kind oh, of is that, vibe. Is that the new Penny? Yes, Mina yeah. Sundwall. She's very different in her own. I, you know what? It's interesting you say that. It, you talk about what would a girl who is trying to make a way for herself and not basically just be pigeonholed into something, mm-hmm. what would she be like in the 1960s? And I think Angela Cartwright did that so well. And you're right. Mina, I think this is what a penny would be like today. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about this show is you can't have them be like they were in the 60s. Because that's not realistic. But at the same time, I think they're both true to the spirit of Penny. Uh, but moving on, there is another show that you and I both watched. Yes. 
And this is a show that's been out since August, and I had no idea. It flew under the radar that we got our last season back in August, but we just recently... Did you binge it? Because I watched it all pretty much in one sitting. <laughs> it's a, it was a show that I watched with my daughter, so that's why I haven't been done with it until now, because I had to wait till my daughter and I got a chance to sit down ever since she got this boyfriend. She didn't have time for her father anymore. So, yeah, I, I knew it was out, and mm. it took us from August until now to finally finish up. And it's only, what, six episodes? Oh, yeah. Every yeah. season is six episodes. But we never, show, got, we never got to them. This is a show called Glitch. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix currently, if you're at least in the States. Uh, but it, the main premise of the show, if you haven't heard us talk about it before, is that all of a sudden in this town called Urana, I think down in Australia or New Zealand, people just started rising from the grave. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very rural, you know, not a very affluent town mm-hmm. whatsoever. Not very a whole rural. lot of people. Yeah, it's, yeah, but, a lot of natives yeah. as well. They even call themselves an S-hole, like yeah. the characters on the show. So it's, uh, and like you said, somehow, some way, dead people just come out of the graves. And they have no memory of what happened. And as time goes on, they start, especially as they start interacting with things and people, they start remembering certain things about them. Uh, we have been with the same cast for the last two seasons. This season starts with two new dead characters. Yes. Uh, what I love, too, is that they're not all in the same time period. Like you have somebody from the 1800s. You have someone who died in, you know, the 80s. And, oh, God, the last episode had me just crying. It yeah. was They did a really good job. It's not – I'm going to spoil this part. It's not going to be one of those shows where you walk away – happy <laughs> in the sense of no. feeling yeah. good like it, it's the uh, i thought it was an appropriate ending but it is pretty sad <laughs> yeah um you know and i had to look up one thing that happened at the end of that vicky uh and by the way if you want to watch this it's only 18 episodes for the whole th- all, all, for the entire series so it's it's something you could sit down and watch and look i'm going to tell you it's australian television so yeah the, the quality may not be fantastic but it's a very great concept. There is some good acting on here. Uh, if you guys, if you guys remember uh, Anakin's mom in Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, she's in it. Uh, she's the lab lady. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. yeah. She's the she's not the blonde because the blonde lab lady, I believe, uh, she was in Star Wars as uh, one of the commanders of yes. uh, of the resistance. Actually, yes, 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 yes right. Of the, uh, yes. Yeah, of the rebellion. So, uh, so there are two Star Wars references in there. One is Anakin's mom, and one is um, I don't know the general's name that was uh, the, the the Republic's. Uh, I should say the the rebels' uh, leader. But anyway, those are two actors we know, Australian actors that are in it, and the rest of them are people. I, for at least for me, they're unknown. But it's a very clever story as to what would you do if your loved ones came back. But it's it's oh, it has a really fine mix of magic ish. Or some sort of like eternal, like like heavenly thing, but science as well. Yeah, it's but then heaven did get involved because right. the, 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 obviously something was screwed up because eventually, eventually what happens is, is there's a faction of people that are dead that rise from the dead. Then there's a faction of people who die, but they don't die either. But they're there to get rid of the people that are dead that are alive. Yeah, so which the, is like huh? a science has figured out how to manipulate. I believe it was sound waves and doing different things. To be able to raise people from the dead. And when they come back, like one, uh, the main character, Kate, she had she had died of breast cancer. She comes back to life with no scars, no nothing, like completely healthy. Yeah, and her husband had already moved on. That was With her best friend. That was awkward. Yeah, things got a little awkward there. Yeah, sure um, was. Awkward, awkward turtle. Uh, but because of this, they are disrupt- disrupting, and I think it's safe to say since it was August, I think we can spoil a little bit. Yeah. Um, they're disrupting the natural order of things. So basically everything around them goes to crap. And we don't know this 
uh, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We we just and and there are some things that happen in this this show that make you wonder like what the hell is this? What the hell is that? And then you realize. Oh yeah! Like, why is heaven trying yeah. to chase after them? Why do they keep trying to kill them? Yeah, why well, you know? Why is this this barrier? Then all of a sudden, the barrier's gone. So there's a lot of wonky twists and turns, but they do. It all gets worked out in the end. And it was kind of not. I don't know what the word I should use to describe this, but it was interesting because it was based in uh, Australia, and because they're disrupting the natural order of things, the Earth was basically going to destroy itself. Yeah. Like civilization, everything, like animals, people were just dying. Yep. Um, fires. I mean, fires. there was massive fires, which, of course, we know Australia has had dealt with in real life. And so, right. the, so I don't know if this was art imitating life or a life imitating art or just or coincidental. I don't know. It's like, I mean, there might be some people that have raised from the dead in Australia, and that's why they had the wildfires. So I want to go to Australia now and see if this is real. Well, and I, <laughs> what I noticed about this show is that the Australian wildfires were a thing. And I think in America, had we had such a tragedy, I don't think that a TV show, either they would put it off or they might change some things. You remember uh, in the show Heroes, after 9-11, they had a whole character that they deleted from the Heroes storyline. The original guy, Ted, who was Mr. Explosive Man, mm-hmm. that was actually going to be played by, um, uh, I do believe... Uh, Mohinder. Uh, uh, no, it was no. going to be played by uh, a, a person of Arab descent. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I, if you see season one of Heroes and you go to their deleted scene... There is a massive amount of material with this character and this actor they removed completely because, well, think about it. You've got a guy who can blow up who's mm. of Arabic descent, and they were just like, no, after 9-11, we can't run this. Um, but in Australia, with these fires, I, they, 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 this was a big part of the ending of the show, and it didn't seem to be a problem for them to, to run it in the show when I, I fires think, were a big part of real life. Well, I'm wondering if like the big, big fire situation, that didn't happen until January, and this came out in August, so it's just... You know, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Just, so then you just talk about art actually just going, hey, we're, we're kind of telling the future here. But definitely watch. The only complaint I have is people in Urana just die so easy. Yeah, they do. It's like, oh, I tripped and slipped in the bathroom. <laughs> Dead. And then yeah, coming back. <laughs> now, I saw that as an act of God. See, that's what I was thinking, yeah, too. I, you know, I, for, at first I thought this is really stupid. But then as the show moved on, I'm like, oh, wait, there are forces basically creating warriors. And the only way you can create a warrior is to kill the guy. And then he raises up as your warrior. And that it didn't because really, there were some stupid ways people died. It didn't click to me until the very end where it's where they said, we will keep coming after your loved ones. Yeah, I didn't get and, that yeah. in the second season either. I didn't realize. No. Oh, I thought these were just unlucky people. Exactly. So that was the only thing I'm like, really? Does so that happen again? That's why my hope is for some other shows that people complain about, as we spoke about previously about Doctor Who, is that when you stick with a show enough, as much as something doesn't make sense in a season, they may answer it for you in the next season. They want you to play the long game. I feel like there's a lot of shows that are bingeable right now. And I think the yeah. biggest one right now, Altered Carbon. That's oh, all I'm seeing on yeah. Facebook right yeah, now. Yeah, it's bingeable. I, I, I need to just restart that from the very beginning because I do not have any recollection of it when I watched it. But Joe, you've it's been... not a bad idea. Yeah. You've been watching it, haven't you? I'm two episodes in. What do you think so far of season two? Oh, you're oh. lame, Joe. Two episodes in. Um, I'm done with it, buddy. You, you don't like it? Oh, you're done with it. No, I, uh, I finished, finished the season. It. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, Normal yeah. people sleep when they're sick. BJ binges shows. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm going to have to watch it again because when you have a cold and you're taking cold <laughs> medication, there are certain parts of that uh, Ultra Carpet season, uh, season two I'm like, I don't know what happened. How did we get here? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't really like where the storyline was going at the end of season one, and I don't really like where the season's going or the storyline's going in season two, which I'm not surprised about. Uh, I think the acting's great. 
Uh, I don't really like the transition that they've done away from the main character, but I have a feeling You mean that the main actor? The main actor, yeah. I get what they're doing with it, and I think it's going to be okay, hopefully, as long as we see what happens. And I mean, again, I'm only two episodes in, but a lot of the main characters from the first season are gone, so... And I know at least with, I think, Joel Kinnaman or whatever uh, right. from the first season, I think he had other stuff going on, He's too. The so fir- was, he was the first Kovach, yeah. Right. He had a scheduling conflict, so I but, think that's why he wasn't in this. But we did get an Avenger. Yeah, we got Anthony Mackie. So to me, I was excited to see, I you know, because I'm so used to Doctor Who. I was like, all right, let's see how he he his take on the character. And don't want to spoil things for you, Joe, but uh, it, this is a very satisfying season is to because it's you're like, what the hell is going on? It's very confusing in the first two episodes because, you, you know, they tell you they, they go. So this is what's happening. And you're like, OK, so does that mean, you know, in a, in a show where you don't know who's who, because there are people that can be put in different bodies. There are people that can have cloned bodies that look like a person, but it's really not that person. So there's a lot of confusion in this show because you don't know. Are you really you? Are you a cloned you, but it's not you inside? Or is that you inside somebody else's different body? So really, you know, Fred's and Mary or, or is that somebody's walking around with Mary's body, but that's not Mary and Mary. I mean, it's. That's what Altered Carbon is. Yeah, Altered Carbon, I think it's it did a good job of not breaking its own rules to the point where it would be unbelievable in the first season where they're like, okay, no one really has the same sleeve unless you're an incredibly rich person. And if you're an incredibly rich person, then you can have backups, right? But the right from the beginning of the second season, it just felt like they already had broken all their rules. They're like, well, now there are suits that are super suits. And it's like, well, that wasn't a thing. Oh, but there was a robotic arm. I'm like, yeah, but that was only available to the rich people. And even that I was kind of unhappy about because, you know, again, if they're 250 years old and the richest people in the world, right, you're walking around in the most powerful suit of all time, right? You're not walking around in a normal body. So it doesn't make any sense that in the last one that that didn't exist. So, yeah, and that they was do the magic. explain it. They explain it. It does have something to do with money. So yeah. the fact that and, and if you saw the setup, of course, uh, you, you're okay. So the person, definitely the person that had access to give uh, Kovach back in the picture, that person had money. But now you're going to see why that kind of body would exist in the first place. It does get explained. Uh, whether you like the explanation or not, I don't know, but it does get explained. Yeah, and that was my problem. They started out right away with almost the exact same storyline, where it was like, "Hey, here's this rich person that has exactly what you want." Are you willing to work for it? And he's like, well, I don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I mean, it's good the first time. It's never better the second time. <laughs> and I'm really worried that it's going to go down this whodunit again. And it's just going to be like, a, not the answer you were expecting. Is well, that good enough? Well, it's, yeah. I will tell you this. It is, an, it's an answer we wanted from season one. Well, I mean, they already kind of se- spoil that in, yeah, season, in so the beginning the, of the first two episodes. But, but yeah. I, yeah, but here's the thing. There is this thing from season one that does get investigated in this season that ties all this together. And it's like, all right, I see what they were doing. They were basically going to take us on an adventure to give us the answer to a question we had in season one. And I, with some twists and turns and fun and things, and also show you more of this really corrupt world that the rich people are really running. Uh, and then you learn a little bit more about this corrupt world where you go... Oh. Yeah, it's tough. My my roommate uh, made a lot of comparisons because he's a huge book reader and a huge uh, you know watcher of shows like this and kind of stuff. And he talked about how the warrior from a different age, it's difficult to do that storyline, that arc, you know, within fantasy or sci-fi without having the character die. 
because essentially the, the the overall topic is well, if you're old enough or young enough from a different age or whatever, and you move in too many years, you essentially never really acclimate. So you don't you just end up dying because you're like, well, it's things are so different, right? 250 years, I I can't you know comprehend what's going on in the world today. So they end up just either you know dying and fighting or you know dying for a cause. So, you know, after the character lived in season one, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this whole envoy thing even further into the future. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, that was a tough one for me at the beginning of Walter Carbon because they said he was on ice for, what, 200 years? 250. And that's a long time anyway. But I, So I already got by all that because that was one that was tough for me at the beginning of season one. Like, wait a second. This guy's been pretty much out of action for 250 years. And he still can recognize technology enough and interact well enough. You put me 250 years in the future, I'm not going to know a damn. Society's going to be massively different. Now, granted, Altered Carbon looks massively different from today, but it should still be massively different for him. 250 years. Think about 250 years ago where we were. We're talking about like revolutionary war type stuff almost. I mean, it's... To be fair, it's a we, completely different world. Uh, to be fair, yes. uh, we could put you two weeks in the future and you still wouldn't know what the hell to do. Very true. I'm sorry, you are? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say this, Joe. Hearing you, I'm not sure you're going to like where this season's going. <laughs> I actually did like it, but I can understand why Joe may not like it. There's a thing that's going to happen that I, I, mean, I can't. Joe, we, we want to do an update with you. When you get to the point where the thing happens, I want to hear your opinion because oh, a, thing, a thing happens. No. And I know we'll probably discuss yeah. this more on a later episode because yeah. the Reverend Fuego, who's on assignment, has seen all the episodes but the last one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, so we'll we'll bring it back up again. Definitely, my nerd um, rage review soon. Yeah, <laughs> I, but, but a lot of people have liked it, and it, you know, it, it is uh, the last episode got an eight point one, uh, or the series got an eight point one. Excuse me, I don't know what the last episode got. To be honest with you, uh, oh, there it is, right there. That's got a seven. Seven's not horrible. You know, I mean, it's better than what Doctor Who's last episode got. Which I is like drop a five all and my and sevens half. when I'm watching them on TV now. Oh, I just don't have enough time. Wow! So all the sevens are gone. The sevens are gone. Seven's not good. Well, can we get past the point of seven being average? Seven was Shh. average when people stopped saying seven. You know, was you know, oh, it's good. It's good. That's the it's only fine. reason I passed high school. Okay, because I got sevens on all my like, <laughs> Listen, know, buddy, ten point tests. If you could hit the ball seven seventy percent of the time, do you realize what that would mean? You would be like getting eight skillion dollars a year. Mike Trout this would isn't go baseball. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We we got to. <laughs> not put down 70%. 70% success rate isn't horrible. Uh, but, Joe, there's another show. I know you don't have a whole lot of time, but you did catch another show, but I heard it was a very eh episode of Uh-oh. Picard. Oh, God. Picard. And I'm not talking about uh, this not, last one. It's yeah. the one previous to that. Yeah, we're not going to spoil that for you just in case uh, you haven't seen it. Um, just like a quick consensus. Yeah. What would you guys think? Funny enough, BJ and I had a conversation about this at uh, Dice Tower Con about the, the, se- the series, not the actual show, but because one of his good friends had just given up on it. Yeah. Hmm. I got to tell you, I will not stop watching a show with Patrick Stewart in it. That being said, I I just don't like the series. I don't I don't like no. it. I like it worse than Discovery. I think it is a lo- I think it's less Star Trekky than Discovery and I thought Discovery wasn't very Star Trekky. How do you feel about the Orville? <laughs> I have not watched the Orville. I what? would love to watch that, but again, my thing about Star Trek that made it cool for me was the exploration, not the interaction. Oh yeah, this this was yeah, this and, is not going to be that. This show is not that. No, and it's so not. It's, it's just, I mean, and the, it's one story. It's really yeah. a giant episode. And I get why people do like this series because it does play to a niche very well, right? But it's not my niche. It's so, nostalgia. It's, it's I have yeah. to tell you something. What I love about this show is we're getting to see old characters again, but we're getting like a catch up. Like, what are you doing these days? And 
I like that a lot. You know what's funny is that Joe's mom, who begrudgingly has come into the Star Trek world uh, ever since she's known me, and I mean way back in the day where she was in her 20s, and I'm going, hey, we're going to watch Next Generation, and I made her sit through the first Star Trek movie, the motion picture. I mean, she's Is that been the one tr- with whales? Uh, no, that's a good one. That's con- okay. that's arguably considered probably the best of the, the Kirk, Spock, and McCoy Star Trek movies. The, this was the first one that was all trippy and psychedelic and boring as all hell. Mm. Uh, and um, my wife has sat through all those. Joey, she loves the show. She watches it before I do. I have to go, hey, don't watch another episode. I'm coming down this weekend. We'll watch it together. It's worse than cheating on me. Gosh. She loves it because of the nostalgia factors. We get to see him revisit some old characters. I actually like a lot of the new characters, but I can't disagree with Joe. This is surely not what a Star Trek show is known to be. There's no exploration. There's no going boldly where no one has gone before. This is a murder mystery that's turned into now a, uh, a, a a mystery even beyond that, that's all this is. It's almost like Space Murder, She Wrote. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. And that's what, I'm, I'm not angry about it. I just don't understand why these IPs get stapled to something and then, they, and then you expect it to be Star Trek, right? Like, for instance, I could say, this is Star Trek SVU. And you'd be like, or, you know, a Star Trek lawyer show, yeah. right? Yeah. And Law and Order. Law and Order Star <laughs> yeah. Trek, right? Yeah, exactly. And I would go in thinking, okay, this is going to be a cool exploration show where they have a court case going on on the ship or something. And then the reality is what I would get is them just never leaving a courtroom, yeah. right? And I'd be like, this isn't really Star Trek. Like that, I, That's the what's frustrating about all these shows that are coming out now to me is I hear an IP and I think, well, what is Star Trek's baseline? It's exploration and arguments and scientific you know stuff right because that's what they were originally on when i was a kid i'm saying Uh, yeah and i think that's in a very nice way i'm going to say that's your fault because we live in an age where everything is getting rebooted everything is just new again and things are so different like how many times have we nerd rage because this x-men character is dating this x-men character that's not how it happened in the comics we have to live with anything from our childhood with a certain expectation that it's going to be different yeah, I mean, like so, yeah. I said, yeah, the niche is, they, it, they're just all different now. Yeah, but I think, honestly, for you, you need to see the Orville. I've been watching, like, I, I have to have the TV on to fall asleep. I am surprised you haven't watched that show yet, because it's an homage to Star Trek The Next Generation. It is a love letter. But it's a comedy. It's it a sli- It's a slight comedy. They actually... It's not slapsticky, yeah, that's what you're worried about. A lot of the episodes in the Orville, Joe, you could go, wow, that actually feels just like a Next Gen episode. I mean, they, they take it seriously... The comedy comes from just some of the lines that are uttered because they're real life human lines, not lines that you would expect like a TV show in the in the eighties to say in the early nineties to say. It, but they don't come out and just do comedy. I mean, like they have real stuff that happens. They try to solve real problems. There's morals to the story. Characters yeah. grow. They take each other seriously. They it, it, right when you think, oh, this is going to be a stupid comedy, you're like. Okay, it's not a stupid comedy, but at the same time you go, well, wait, there's a character that's basically this blob thing that's trying to have a date with yeah, a real it. human being thing. No, I can't uh, do it. No. Yeah. Um, and he's played by that. Norm MacDonald. That's but, not helping. But, but he actually, he has this really awesome moment where he does something pretty badass. Like, it shows that, like, yeah, he's this goofy character, but See, he's not just the butt of all the jokes. Vicky never watched Next Gen, so she doesn't have anything to have blasphemed. That's the problem. Joe doesn't want anything blasphemed. No, I, Again, this is the big thing for me, which is mm-hmm. why I tell you when I was a kid, Star Trek for me was not about the character. I mean, it was about character interactions, but it wasn't about like growth or anything like that. It was more about the political nature of it, right? Like they're yeah. exploring other universes to talk I mean, to other, you know, creatures, if that makes sense. Not what they're, I mean, it was tough. 
It's tough you know to what Joe sounds correctly, like? But. He sounds like a lot of my friends when Star Trek The Next Generation came on. This is not what Star Trek's about, sitting in the reading room and negotiating. Why <laughs> doesn't that Picard guy just go shoot the Romulans right now? Why is he talking with anybody? Why would he let that? I mean, it's so funny. When Next Gen came out, because they did 80s sensibility, you know, it's like, really? You know, there, especially there was an episode about uh, an androgynous race, and they didn't want their people to have uh, gender. And they, it was their way of basically addressing homosexuality in, a, in the way Star Trek does it. People were pissed. They go, this isn't what Star Trek is. And I'd be like, actually, if you remember when they yes. talked about race and stuff back in the 60s show, this is exactly what Star Trek is. But it's hard to tell people that your show that you love growing up as a kid is the same as what they're putting in front of you right now. And there is that yeah. sense of politics and everything in the Orville as well like in like where do we police each other like you are going to do it Vic yeah certain cultures and stuff it's ah. not his Star Trek if well, I get you some whiskey and I can get you some time to binge watch it would you do it no probably not <laughs> again it's a timing thing too yeah. we have a lot of shows to watch but it's not necessarily like the show should be different right like I'm not saying we should have a re- re- rehash of the same thing it's just the, where do the themes? Where is the storyline? What is the storyline trying to tell you? What's the whole point of it, right? And at least for me and Picard right now, it feels more of an uh, just a, a giant reunion. Like every episode, that's exactly what it is. It's more about what they could put into the show based on characters and the, the actors that are available, and blah, 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 as opposed to it is, I have a storyline and I have a story I want to tell you. And this is not a squeaky clean federation. This is a broken federation and broken people, and you don't see that in Star Trek. And that's another thing that's really disturbing people is that, you know, Picard doesn't seem as strong as he used to be. He's more vulnerable. And uh, obviously Seven of Nine has got her issues. And even seeing Hugh and and all the, and and his new crew, which, of course, this is a ragtag crew. He's not going to get the best of the best. He's going to get people who got issues. And you've got a substance abusing person on the trip. You've got this other guy. We don't even know why Captain Rios is the way he is, but we know he's had history with the Federation that ain't good. Um, you've got you've got uh, some collaborators with it that within the within the federation within the vulcan uh group of people as well as romulans that are doing bad stuff but we've seen that in star trek movies before including uh whatever the star trek klingon movie where everybody basically try to assassinate all the klingons yeah i think the big thing about this i don't like is it just doesn't follow starship captain like neither of the cbs shows have done that and i think it's just a giant mistake and a lot of people hate that too about discovery that the main character that we're getting all the lectures from and all the all the philosophy from is uh, number one, a female, and number two, not a captain. I don't mind the female part at all. I just honestly think from, you know, because these ships are, I mean, if you had a pirate ship, right, you wouldn't follow the third in command, right? It just, I mean, because from a, a storytelling perspective, if you're always in the first person of the main character, right, like they're going to have to have a lot of power because they're going around on the most powerful ship, right? So if they're always like having to go up to the captain and be like, captain, is this okay that we do this? Because they're the third in command, you just get kind of pulled out of the show because it's not believable. That was my big problem with Discovery. The only reason that she ever was able to, you know, actually influence what was going on in the ship was is because the captain happened to be, you know, from a different dimension and also <laughs> was crazy and just trying to get back. You know, so it's, it's like this thing. It's like, why? Why are we following this character when it could be the ship captain? Or, you know, and it's not to say it can't. It's just yeah. you have to be. He, dis- oh. he and I disagree on this one. Well, let me know what you guys think. Um, do you agree with BJ? Do you agree with Joe? What do you think of uh, the new Star Trek shows, Picard, as well as the Orville? Because I love it and I've been rewatching it in my sleep. I'm the captain now. Hey, Joe. Since I- you're the captain, take it away. 
Stay nice. No. Wait. Oh, that's the wrong show. That's what. That's Tuesday, buddy. That's, that's tomorrow. Uh, well. Stay nerdy. Stay nerdy. Good job. You had one job. <laughs>